0: Thank you for listening to Mailbox Money, your guided tour through safe, sacred, and speculative investing with a plan and a purpose to do more good with newfound peace of mind. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mailbox Money. Um, I'm Jackson Wood, joined by my partner, my friend, Ryan Kruger. And today, we are going to talk about what we call the game of unchangers and we're gonna walk through six very specific examples of industries and ideas that have remained unchanged throughout a time period where it seems like everyone is searching for the next big idea the next you know Amazon the next you know trillion dollar company um, they're busy looking for you know how to you know, make life changing money on one single investment idea. And what we're going to talk about today are six ideas that you can allocate a portion of your uh, sacred money to and expect, you know, pretty good returns. We're going to walk through each one of these different ideas, tell the stories behind them, and, and tell you why, in the middle of when everyone is searching for the next big idea or the next popular stock or something like that, we're very happy to look the other way. Where the crowds are and look at these game unchangers and why we believe they'd make such tremendous investments.
1: It took me a long, long time and a lot of predictions that I kept hearing first half of my career on Wall Street about the next game changer. And typically it was tied to some sort of disruptive technology. Back then, all the way in the late 90s, where I heard a lot of them and up till today, you'll never stop hearing about game changers. And that's part whoever's giving the prediction, they want it to be about them and they want to be the one that makes the call. Understandably, you can make a career. An investor also wants to chase that dream. Um, It's also true. There's some unbelievable game-changing technology. I've just found there far, far fewer and what has actually stood the test of time more profitable and significantly less crowded, which then you can underpay, perhaps, because valuation is a big problem with game changers when everybody sees it and wants to predict it. I've found the harder question for professional portfolio managers to answer, so I think it might apply to individual investors, and we want to open our playbook here on this show every single week and bring you both sides, is after being assaulted with all sorts of unimaginable technology and disruption, what has changed the least? in your life, in your kid's life, your grandparents' life, your parents' life, finding those game unchangers, which we affectionately call them, um, I've found to be significantly more profitable, can pay you while you sleep. Um, And I was asked a couple of questions recently that made me excited about sharing this. One was a call from someone who wanted my opinion about inflation and how do you beat inflation? And I sat there and as I always try to do, honestly answering, on the one hand, I actually had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when they called. I've talked about that often. It's no great trade secret here. That is my standing date every day at lunch with my screens. And I'm not, I like it. I I don't need anything more. I don't want anything more. I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, They've stood the test of time. And even when I know we have, I have, five kids, you're about to have four, a lot of their schools have outlawed peanut butter now with all sorts of new great, perhaps silly example of all the things we think we're supposed to be afraid of. And if peanut butter and jelly sales continue to climb (laughs) while they're being outlawed from schools, that was a pretty good clue. Um, And it also, I'm not being crushed by inflation at that particular lunch date. So there was one example of a crowd quieting, time-saving, paying our stakeholders the largest dividends of all peace of mind what are core holdings of our sacred money sleeve which we believe and we define as what can give you rising dividends every single year no matter what kind of market you're in and we're in a complicated market we're in a confusing market um and as that phone call concluded it was also there was a little bit of fun involved and he's a great friend and he knows he can ask me anything and he's like I remember when you were lucky enough, and I'm proud to say it's a lot of luck, to win this Little League football championship, I just signed up to coach, give me your favorite trick play. And I sat there, and we giggled, and we laughed, and we reminisced, and I reminded him I would be the absolute worst guy in that entire league to ask for my favorite trick play because What I observed and what I will remember the most, and I think there are some strong parallels to the investment playbook world, is all of these guys with these big, thick playbooks, 50, 100 page playbooks, I realized a lot of it, it was a lot more about them than what the kids would be able to remember and what might work. It was, I can show everybody this cool play and it's gonna look good for me. And thankfully I had zero reason for anybody to think any better about me. I didn't play football. I didn't care what anybody thought about me, which was probably part of the magic. We ran six, six plays yeah. and ended up thankfully beating them all. And so I would ask and I would share because I carry that same playbook into work every day. One opening question for anybody listening to this in the investment world is how thick is your playbook? I believe it's inversely related to your success and the consistency of your success. And I wanna walk through a couple of examples of those game unchangers which can limit and you can rip out all of the what ifs and predictions and game changers with extraordinary risk associated, including the biggest one of all to me, disorganization, confusion, and anxiety. I'm reminded
0: of a, a podcast I heard from Ben Carlson where he got a question our friend Ben Carlson, and the question was, somebody wrote in and asked him, you know, should I change my investment objective? You know, I did this strategy in 2020 and this strategy in 2021, and, you know, in 2022 it doesn't seem to be working. And what Ben said, you know, was, was pretty, and he might be taking this from another investor, but he said, you know, your portfolio is almost like a bar of soap. The more that you touch it and change it and move it around, the smaller and smaller it gets and so what we like to do is simply allocate uh hard-earned sacred money to companies that we believe have a continued runway and will continue to pay dividends regardless of the market that they're in and one of the things that i like to look at uh is the rate of dividend payouts compared to volatility in the market and if you own a company a game unchanger you can bank on the fact that that dividend is coming in. The share price may move up and down, but we love that very steady income. Of course, we like some growth on the upside and we, you know, like when markets cooperate. But when we're looking at these businesses, these game unchangers, we can count on this money. And that's why we call it sacred money. And that's why we look for these types of companies instead of constantly going in and out of a certain strategy, moving in and out with the tide. Um, and I think that that is an important concept to think about, especially when you're considering your nest egg and, and the money that you're going to be living on in the future or are currently living on.
1: It's a perfect um, cameo. You provide the polished Wall Street advisor that we love and know. And here I have the cameo here in my office. You can hear him outside. His name is <laughs> Ruben. Um, not as widely followed in Wall Street circles, but he's my yard man who is here at our building today with his leaf blower, and I do apologize for the noise, but I think it's a perfect cameo and as he makes his way onto the show, um, I've worked with him for over 10 years. Um, I can't replace him. Um, He is one of my examples here in a little while, he just happened to jump into the show a little earlier, of what might be hiding all around us dare I say, almost might annoy us or we cringe at Like I would never want to do that or invest in that. Like some of those jobs and investments stand the test of time for a reason and they're not crowded. Um, those are the kind of industries and and also people and humble approaches that I like in my playbook. I'll just start with a few, Jackson, that came to mind. We are asked, what would be your favorite examples of game unchangers? Um, one, if you're starting to invest for the very first time, or as we sat with a retiring bank president of over three decades just last week, what do those two have in common? I'd say follow the money, that would be my first one. And the simplest chain of events of your payroll gets processed the very first time you get a paycheck by somebody. There's only a couple, track them down. The 401k gets funded and custodied and invested in what? That every single one of those, a nickel or a penny, hopefully not too many more, are getting taken out of your paycheck. And as you're setting up your, fav- your first account to either borrow money, take a loan to buy a house, or to save a little bit, who's on the other side of each one of those counters if you just followed that money? For all of the reports, of potential game changers. And I'm sitting with my trusted partner and great friend Jackson Wood is knee deep in blockchain technology, which may disrupt a few of those. I kind of hope it does. I think there's a lot of fat cats that are benefiting that could be disrupted. But a couple hundred years (laughs) of friction points stand the test of time for a reason. Some of those will never go away. And I love, as we like to say, bank yourself. Instead of paying every single one of those, which we have no choice, but we do, why not be on the other side and collect a few of those in the form of dividends? As my second favorite example, that the next time anybody who hears this, one of my fondest wishes that would make me so happy is if somebody said, you know, I remember this goofy, weird mailbox money show. I remember the logo. I didn't understand why the green flag was pointed down, Wood's favorite. Buddy, an artist, said, "What if one day yours wasn't pointed up with a red flag of bills going out, and you were the only one in your block where you had more coming in than going out? Um, that logo means a lot to me. That's um, right. I would, I would get great joy if someone, in whatever which way they took this, would say the next time they hear about disruptive technology or game changer, they would remember." these two beautifully boring guys talking about mailbox money that said the greatest technology app of all time and the only one that all the other and future killer apps must function on in every one of their greatest technology and might I say non-technology moments and non-waking moments and asleep moments That game-unchanging technology I like to call electricity. And powering every single one of those killer apps and next game-changing technologies will provide, in my personal humble, very non-crowded opinion, most of these folks hate the idea of electricity and energy, will provide a few grins of knowing perhaps silence and just not needing to prove or convince anybody of anything, but knowing all of those geniuses are gonna have to plug in to my killer app. That That's my favorite game, unchanging technology, most undisrupted in the history of time.
0: You know, this morning we, uh, we're getting the kids ready for school and it's about 45 degrees outside in Idaho this time of year. And that's 95 it. here in Houston, and what do we both need? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, the power goes out this morning, about seven fifteen in the morning, and, you know, the whole house gets dark. And I thought, uh-oh, it's going to be cold in here without the heater running. I'm going to go turn on the fireplace. And, uh, you know, my brain goes to flip the switch to turn the fireplace on, and it won't turn on because we don't have electricity. <laughs> and so at that time, I, what went through my head was I hope I have enough battery in my cell phone to last for the day, and I hope our computers will work for the day. And it, it's just so core, cool. and the companies that deliver the electricity, that produce the electricity, that power the economy, that will power the blockchain and cryptocurrency revolution, it all boils back down to these very simple game unchangers. And if you don't appreciate them now, the second they get taken away, I can guarantee you, you know, luckily it was 20 minutes before the power came on this morning, but we felt it for that, you know, those 20 minutes of how important it really was. My kids were just amazed that the lights were out. First time I think they've ever seen that. So I like allocating my money to some of those, um, you know, boring, simple, but incredibly important companies and, and industries.
1: Here's another trick. And I look, I think back fondly on my good buddy in junior high and high school who was notorious. We were hoop junkies. So we were constantly on the couch watching games together. And no matter what, at the end of a quarter or half, when somebody heaved it from half court, he would always, that's it, it's going in. And only I, who was there every single time, the friends around us came and go. But, you know, the one time it went in out of 100, he. I called it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, well, brother, I was here for the other 99 that it clanged off the front row or in somebody's popcorn. You didn't necessarily call it. Um, I always think when we were kids, I don't know if people say this anymore, but we would say I got dibs. I, I want to be first. I call it. I got dibs on something. Um, my second fondest wish for a uncrowded grin for anybody listening to this, the next time a stock market expert comes on TV to make a big call, to hope to get it right so they can say, I called that. I nailed it. Um, I would love to give you the gift that has made us some of the most consistent, uncrowded, Rising dividends for three decades that I've been doing this. And dibs to me is defined as D. What is one of the dirtiest jobs? I. What is an involuntary purchase? No choice. There are a few of those in all of our lives. Find them, circle them. Let's make a list together. Three. B. What is one of the most boring. Absolutely the least game-changing, unsexy job business you could imagine that nobody dreams of doing. S, what is the sweatiest, dirtiest, least appealing? That's my dibs. I'll give you a couple of examples of some of this game, unchanging technology we just heard from our prior guest, Ruben. Um, We're replacing an HVAC in a couple of weeks. Water heaters, no matter who's protesting, no matter what the event is, no matter how smart the college kids are, eventually they're going to all have to go home and take a bath at some point, I presume, a shower. Um, Same with the... Silicon Valley or Austin, Texas, now that they're all here too, all of those game changers, eventually they all need some game unchanging technology at the end of the day, or in some cases I've seen a few of these, maybe at the end of the week. I don't know that they're showering daily, (laughs) like my kids are told to. Um, My kids know they have a little toy and they have a picture on their dinner table from where all of this started in my family, from a dirt poor farmer with a tractor. Game unchanging technology. I've taken them on field trips Our interns know one of my favorite field trips is just off of the freeway with all the big signs and the big stores and all the great retail and exciting things everybody wants to talk about, invest in what you know in. Go to the mall, see what people are buying. We go to a junkyard. There's some game, unchanging technology, which, by the way, is fascinating. And some of the really, really fun second-order thoughts here is the more technology increases and our cars, for example, are mostly computer now, not parts, the quicker and easier are the write-off as a total loss. Junkyard's business just went up, not down. Um, as many new electric vehicles, we were joking before the show because I knew the Yard Man was going to come on, like all the quiet, unbelievable technology of cars zipping around next to nothing, and then the blower comes in, and like all these, like, these parts and hardware stores, Don't go away for a lot of good reasons. And that is an example next to the paint store. And at the end of the day, one of my favorite examples, I think we had a picture not too long ago, of the big back of the rocket ship, which looked a lot like my favorite investment, very, very far away from rocket ships, was the laundry to take all the uniforms for all of these sweaty, beautifully boring, dirty, gritty jobs. At the end of the day, who in the world is willing to wash them? Those are a couple of examples of my favorite dibs, game on changers. You know, I was. He, uh, he, he heard me. He's, he's back. He's
0: back. right he on. he wants a little mic time. I think, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. Right on cue as well. Um, so last week I was fortunate enough to go with one of the partners that we, that we work for, go and see their potato operation here in Idaho. And I didn't grow up in Idaho, I grew up in Utah, but what we always heard about Idaho was the famous potatoes. If you look at any Idaho license plate, it says something about potatoes. And, you know, that was always kind of a joke when we're, you know, from Utah, It's like, oh, all you got are potatoes. Um, well, Last week I had my first visit to one of these massive potato production facilities, not just potatoes, it's sugar beets it's barley, it's all kinds of things, and, and getting a an uh, like uh, in-person tour of the operation, understanding the farming technology, the tractors that have to be able to drive down a specific line with moving terrain and, and you know find itself with GPS, and then there's a digger behind it, and then there's an engine that sorts it, and then these big potato sellers that have to be cooled and controlled for humidity and the machines that make these things work. So I started asking, you know, where are these potatoes going? You know, who's going to buy these? How does this work? And he said, oh, all of these potatoes have been sold. These are what people will be eating in the next four to six months. And if we mess this up, if the technology that we have here, this piece of dirt breaks or messes up or isn't reliable, there will be massive disruptions in the supply chain of food that people live on. It goes to schools for school lunches. Um, And then we looked back, we, we got to have a tour of this facility. And there's a machine that looks like one of those robotic surgeon machines that we've talked about on this show before on our healthcare episode. And it's got parts where they had to bring a specialist in from Germany to build this thing and then send their guys out to get trained just to work on this equipment so that it can filter at lightning speed You know, the food that we eat, in in essence, and, you know, leaving the farm tour with a couple of hats and, you know, my work shoes completely demolished. I should have worn boots. I didn't think about that. Um, It it was just unreal. And to me, these businesses are reliable, one, because of the people that work in them and, and how much, you know, enjoyment they get and how important they understand their jobs are. And two, because of what they produce and how we need it as a society to function. It may be something as boring as a bag of potatoes that you buy at the grocery store, but that technology has been around, and, and that is an, an essential part of the way of life from, for many of us. And so it was just a firsthand experience of seeing this, getting dirty. You know, it's, I, I've seen all these investments. I've seen the math. I've seen the fundamentals behind all of these and love them. But to then go and be able to get a firsthand experience – And really get my, you know, my feet dirty looking at this was just another unreal kind of eye-opening opportunity. Some of these
1: secrets of the absolute best, most consistent investments that have stood the test of time are hiding around us in plain sight every day. I I always point to the grocery store where those end up, along with several thousand other SKUs, as the most brilliant, incredible, modern-day miracle of capitalism, as an example as these most exotic things are flown in from all corners of the world, and we are so unbelievably lucky in the United States to be able to walk into any one of those stores. When I was a kid, I think there was two kinds of plums. Now I walk in, and there's no shorter than seven or eight. The, the cash register gal sometimes is confused because I like, for whatever reason, I just like to sample them all, and like, there are more different things. Plum out there i don't know where they're coming from i like to try them all and i i've always made fun of myself with this year's crop of about 73 dollar average cost basis tomatoes that i tried to grow in the backyard i finally had a success story so if i'm gonna make fun of myself i have to at least brag for the first time in any one of these episodes And i hope you hold me to that mr wood this is the only time i will ever brag but i have a spinach crop that is the most bountiful and beautiful dare I say almost decorative, it is (laughs) phenomenally well. And I've cared for that. And I've taken such great pains and expenses so that when I finally harvested and built this salad, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is all in a tiny little bowl. I got a family of seven. Like I've never appreciated more that big giant box of spinach that you can just go pull off the counter anytime. Um, Some of these stand the test of time for so many good reasons. And I think are underappreciated. I get excited about them because we work for some of these farmers like you talk about. Some of these grocery stores, the distribution chain, their risk management is better than the government during COVID, and they proved it. They're remarkable homes of technology. Some of them have their own internal, you know, uh, they, they would make the old NASA down here in Houston mission control blush and in how incredible they are behind the scenes. Um, a couple more, speaking of where some of that food ends up on the grill or near that couch, Um, I start off talking about football and some of what will never change that's changed the most. So I'm gonna give myself a curveball here. We're talking about today, what you could go home tonight at your dinner table and ask anybody sitting with you, I think the hardest, but also most fun question, what's least likely to change? And that same beginner question, by the way, that I love to ask my kids is the most successful answer the most sophisticated investors down the road. So this is not simple for simple sake. This is the holy grail we've found of deeply informed simplicity. Now more than ever, people are going to want to have fun. So after my dibs, after my Beautifully Boring, I'm gonna throw entertainment in there that's changed the least. Our desire, dare I say more so than ever, to be distracted. which <laughs> We're talking about playing the other side and benefiting from that as an investor. Um, Fun and entertainment has changed in more different ways, I think, than any other industry. And I have absolutely no idea what some of my kids are clicking on and doing. Um, Thankfully, I'm not in charge of that security protocol. Um, My wife is on the job and doing a much better job keeping up than I am. Um, I was amazed and blown away as a humble example of what we might be overlooking or walking right past. I was in a presentation recently. For professional sports team valuations. and here I thought I knew a lot about that industry and I was blown away by how much more they are worth. They've always keep growing like is that sustainable. why does it keep increasing value? now it's accelerating. And why is that? Because they're the only form of live TV that anybody wants to advertise on anymore. everything else. on demand i thought that was an interesting second order it almost had escaped me why they not only keep getting more valuable but from here are likely to accelerate and what happens with those teams no matter what sport win or lose i noticed they celebrate with a tasty beverage the losers need more than one tasty beverage there's a game on changer for you hide in plain sight at the end of the game also during the middle and before the game when our dogs need to eat There is no budget consultation or spreadsheet. They get what they want. That's another game unchangered. And no matter who's in your crowd or at home, your game watching buddies, no matter what environmentally friendly, plant-based slow food movement one of them may be wanting to discuss, um, the future of snacks and fast food and meat that had parents on the grill or near it is the most sustainable green technology that I am aware of, which leads to my last and favorite example of game unchangers and perhaps most controversial, maybe perhaps because of those habits, healthcare. Healthcare expenses will never slow down and only grow for the rest of the time that I'm investing. And people want to debate that. They want to fight it. And yet they don't invest in its eventuality. And I would say an involuntary purchase is what my doctor tells me I need to do next. Um, It's a non-discretionary expense. Ideally, it's paid for by a third party that you don't even touch, which makes it even more dysfunctional as a business, but more investable when those insurance companies are no-brainers. And all of that, I would end with this positive thought. It's not a bad thing because what's improving and growing even faster than health costs, our health care. So, taking advantage of some of these game unchangers will be fulfilling, and I know they are in the accounts that we review. And this is the, the best page of our small playbook I could share as a starting or ending point, oddly enough.
0: I love it. It's fantastic, and, and that's what gets me excited to invest my own sacred money into the game on changers. If anybody has any questions, would like to talk to Ryan and I, please reach out, email us, team at and Check out our website, where Ryan writes a very good blog, freedomdaysolutions.com. We'll see you This show is brought to you by Freedom Day Solutions, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm advising individuals and families nationwide. Performance is not guaranteed and past results are not necessarily indicative of future performance. To learn more, visit freedomdaysolutions.com. This show contains general information that is not suitable for everyone and was shared for informational purposes only. Any forward-looking statement or opinion expressed is subject to change without notice. Nothing contained herein constitutes investment, legal, tax, or other advice nor is it to be relied on in making investment or other decisions. Clients of Freedom Day Solutions may hold positions in the securities discussed.